All right, Hightower Podcast, episode one. Hello and welcome, welcome, hello world. It has been a while. This is definitely a change up. It's a different vibe over here. I encourage you to get comfortable. I encourage you to, you know, if you want to grab a glass of wine, if you want to grab a beer, if you want to roll up, whatever it is that you do, when you listen to podcasts, do your thing. What we'll be talking about in this first episode is something that I've wanted to talk about for a while, but the language has eluded me. It's something that I feel like I've had to develop because I see myself as a person who is always developing, who is always growing, who is always learning. And I encourage you to look at life the same way. You'll find that you never get bored. Dear people of the world who don't necessarily feel at home where they are for whatever reason, this one is for you. And I will be sharing a couple of things about myself that I haven't shared on YouTube just because I don't think it's the right platform because I think that it might get lost in translation because I think that people go to YouTube for a particular kind of they go to YouTube for a particular type of content content excuse me and podcast really lends itself well to conversation to the stream of consciousness and it's a way that I can really just share my thoughts with you and I hope that it will help at least one of you if it does then I'm pleased with that so I am from an island in the Caribbean that like many places in the world are not very accepting or supportive of members of the LGBT community. And if you don't identify as someone who is a part of that community, I feel that you'll still be able to relate if you are someone who identifies as a part of a group of people who are marginalized or a group of people who are judged for things that are out of your control. And this type of hate, this type of animus whether it's about race, whether it's about sexual orientation, whether it's about gender. There are scores of places in the world where it is that kind of hate 
is embedded in the culture. It's a part of the culture. It's a part of the way the people think and feel and breathe. And it informs how and who they love and who they accept and who they support. I identify as a member of the LGBT community and I'm one who has, I, I, I say that to say and I share that with you so that you may understand that I understand the plight I understand the uphill battle. I understand that is a cross that I have had to bear. That being said, I do consider myself to be one of the lucky ones because I got out at an early age and there are many maybe even a few of you who are are listening to this podcast uh, you might not have gotten out you might still be there in a place that you feel is unsafe in a place a country a state a home an environment in which you feel unsupported one in which you feel unloved And you have had to learn to live with that type of oppression. And the, when that kind of hate is steeped in the culture, it is inescapable. It's inescapable and you, it's very possible that you could run into it in the supermarket, you could run into it in the airport. I'm jumping ahead. So what I want to share with you, okay, so I recently, I recently traveled back to my homeland, the country of my birth, which is not the United States. And I have avoided going back, even though members of my family have been going back, you know, religiously over the years, I haven't been for the past 12, 13 years. Because when I began to identify as a member of the LGBT community. I understood even at a very young age, even at the age of 17, you just, you, you, you tend to learn pretty quickly where the safe places are and where the safe places are not. You know very well whether or not you are in a safe environment. And for me, 
it didn't seem like a safe environment and so it didn't make sense to me to willingly go back there when I had been blessed with a new environment, when I had been blessed with a new home, one that, yes, you could argue is not perfect for reasons that are obvious. If you live in the United States, But it's one that I, just just by comparison, if we were to do a side-by-side, is far safer. Because people like me and you, if you are a part of the LGBT community, are persecuted. And I know persecuted may seem like a strong word if you're not familiar with that particular reality. But again... I don't think that this is something that people of the LGBT community are... This is not something that is exclusive to to, to people of that community. This is something that people of color all over the world experience. This is something that women experience. And... So I, I, you know, recently traveled back there. And you may be wondering, you know, what changed? Why, after all this time, I was more or less cajoled. I was more or less persuaded to go by family, you know, for a reunion, a coming together of sorts. And the idea behind it is that it would be a gathering of good intentions and one where relationships could potentially be rekindled. You could enjoy each other's companies. All of those good things that come from reconnecting and being around your family, right? Now, I had been as an intuitive and also God-fearing individual, I've been getting messages, downloads, very strong ones, warnings, telling me not to go. And I acknowledged all of them. I, you know, I, I, I prayed on them and I was even vocal about a couple of them a couple of those messages to people who I were close to, to to people who I'm close to and my family who'd be going on this journey with me, which I've come to, which I've come to liken with a pilgrimage of sorts, a return to the source, a return to the homeland. You think that you are prepared for something and it's so funny. You try you can try to prepare yourself mentally for something that you know is going to be a shit show. But you can never really fully prepare for it, can you? So 
<clears throat> I'm getting all of these these warnings, you know, that I have to. And at, at what at one point, you know, they were they had just gotten so strong. I decided, you know, it just wasn't worth it. There's a reason I hadn't gone back all this time. You know, I I am so. I had grown to love the person that I had become, even though the world around me has taught me to hate what I am. Or the people around me have taught me to believe that a part of who I am is fundamentally unclean because it is in conflict with what they have been taught all of their lives, what they have chosen to believe, what they subscribe to. And so I put on a brave face. <laughs> I put on a brave face, you know, I plan for it. I request the time off work. I, it's gotten to the point where I commit and I say, okay, I'm going to go. And maybe, you know, this is the, it's the Aries in me, the, uh, just go for it and do it and think about the consequences later that pushed me to just take this step and you know what 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 could go wrong <clears throat> so i go and um you know at first as as the flight lands uh you know when you are being watched I feel like we all we all do and it, it, sometimes even before you make eye, make eye contact with someone or you see them you 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 know when you can kind of feel it that was a feeling that stayed with me for the entire time that I was there so you can just imagine <laughs> what it feels like to have dozens of eyes looking at you from the moment that you step off a plane And here I was in a environment that was so new to me, but also at the same time familiar. The feel of the breeze on my face, the smell of the air, the familiar, judgmental glances and stares that have kept me at bay for all these years here I was face to face with them once again and I I, I, I don't know that I realized immediately that um, I was supposed to be there I, I didn't recognize it as a pilgrimage or even see it that way because there's still um there's there's still fear, right? Because of the worst that could happen, it, it's 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 very dangerous, and in, in many places in the world, in in twenty twenty two, unspeakable horrible things are happening everywhere, and it's all unexpected, but also at the same time has become normalized unfortunately so much so to the point that the populace has I, I i i don't think that they've become numb to it 
But I just think that people are tired of feeling sorry for those who've lost their lives for no reason or those who've lost their lives to hate. And it's such a tricky thing to think of your homeland and to also at the same time see it as the place that you could see your end or see it as a place that is filled with people who would seek to destroy you. Because of what you are, because of who you are, because of how you look, because of how you walk, because of how you talk. And I felt, you know, that uh, I could handle it, you know, because I know myself, because of the amount of self-work that I have done, because of the amount of confidence that I have in myself. But I noticed that the longer I was there, the more uncomfortable I began to feel. So much so that it became very clear to me that my life would be entirely different had I still been living there if I... The, the, the question of whether or not I would have a life was one that I... was constantly swishing around in my mouth, was constantly thinking about. The fact that I was an other was so apparent to me. And there were so many people who were, were so unafraid I would even say that there were so many who were emboldened. They were unafraid to make it clear that they were unwilling to accept who I was. And as time passes by and, you know, I go different places, you know, see the sights and do the whole tourist thing, I begin to realize that I am just that, a tourist in my own homeland. There are people who are speaking to you this way. There are people who feel as though it is impossible that you could be of them, that you could come from them. 
and I would say that, you know, the only I I, I had a couple sources of solace on this journey, on this trip. Uh, The first of which was the home that I had built within myself over the years. Through the experiences that I've had, the people that I've met, the ideologies that I have aligned myself to, the education that I had been exposed to. That, um, those were the foundation, those were the brick and the mortar of the home that I had built within myself to which I cling to. That is where my confidence had to come from because I felt like I was constantly looking over my shoulder and I felt like there was no one that I could truly trust and I felt myself sinking back deeper and deeper into the closet and uh, that there was a mask that I was convinced that I had destroyed, that I now had to wear again for the sake of my safety. Now, you could argue that, you know, no one should ever back you into a corner and no one should, uh, um, you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't change yourself for anyone. And, and I agree with you. But I challenge you to ask yourself what you would do if you find yourself in in an environment where you are surrounded by people who hate you to the point that they would quite literally harm you. That mask begins to look very appealing. And just as much as I was worried for myself, I was also filled with so much sadness and sorrow for those who never made it out, for those who didn't make it out, for those who were not as fortunate. And it was just it 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 casted this shadow on the trip and it showed me a very ugly side to a country that much of the world sees as paradise so there's this juxtaposition of paradise and purgatory this place where people go to escape this place where people go to relax to unwind to leave all their troubles behind it is just mind-boggling to me that a place like this 
can also be someone else's prison. So for those of you who find yourselves in countries, cities, homes like these that are your homeland, not by choice, but it's just, it's the hand that you were dealt. It's the cross that you have to bear. If you're listening, please stay strong. You have to fight for your right to exist. You must build a home within yourself. One that will shield you, one that will cover you, one that will protect you. And you shouldn't be ashamed of doing what you have to do to survive, to live. Don't make anyone make you feel guilty or make you feel like a fraud when they have a way out or they can't they 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 can't really put themselves in your shoes because they don't understand what you're going through they don't understand what you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis yes that place may be your homeland but it's not your home and you don't have to claim it I know that there are some who are who have no choice but to be in hiding and I hope and pray that you find some kind of peace. Just know that you are loved, you are beautiful. I love you. I think that you are beautiful. I think that your life has meaning. I know that your life has meaning. And I know you may be wondering, you may be asking why it was you, why it has to be you. And it's because there is something there is something special about you. There is something that as a person of color, as a woman, as a member of the LGBT community or any other marginalized community, there is something that you have to add to this world that is a necessary component You see, it creates a space, it creates an opportunity for compassion expressed by other people, those who are willing. And your very existence is a constant reminder that they must evolve, that they must rise to the occasion.
any kind of progress that has been made has been made because there were those who were represented by the cause, who were represented by the movement, the treatment of whom, however terrifying, however cruel, has led to the shaping, the, 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 the molding, the, the, the elevation of a more beautiful, of a more humane spirit, of a more humane society. Up until the last day that I was there, I, 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 I felt this, this pain. It's like I felt the pain of all who had come before me. And I understood why I had to go back. I understood why it was important for me to be there, why, why I had to see it, why I had to experience it firsthand, why I had to be the target of it. It taught me some things about myself. It taught me some things about the world. And it made me grateful for those who have fought for me, those who have died for me. And it made me want to just to, to be that much more proud of who I am. And I hope that you see it the same way. Even if you don't see it while you're listening to this podcast, I hope that you'll see it in time. I hope that you'll see it at some point in your life. And I hope that you will live without limits. I, I, I hope that you will live without fear. I hope that this home that you're building within yourself becomes a fortress that is impenetrable. One that will withstand any kind of siege. One that will withstand the thousands of enemies that are beating down your doors because they want to get to you. You are loved. I care for you. Even though I don't know you, I've never seen you, I've never met you. I want you to know that I understand you. And I want you to know that you're not alone. Keep the faith.